Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Ben Jung. In 2022, we've seen a lot of volatility in markets amid an uncertain macroeconomic backdrop, high interest rates, and record high inflation. In 2023, will we see continuous volatility in our global markets? If so, how can investors navigate such markets? Joining us on the phone today is Toma Pulawig, head of multi-asset solutions APAC and a portfolio manager in the multi-asset division at T Row Price. Hi, Tom. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Hongbin. Hi. Pleasure to be on here. Pleasure to have you on. Okay, so let's just start with the overall, you know, aspect of this. What are some of the key themes or trends of 2022 when it came to investing? Yeah, sure. I think you summed it up quite well. Uh, and in fact, 2022 was one mm-hmm. of the worst year for investors in the past 60 years. So it was. Definitely a, a tough year for investors. I, I would put three themes. One is inflation, as you mm. pointed out, with policy tightening being um, at the full front. So uh, the so-called central bank put, mm-hmm. we, call, we call about the Fed put coming to the rescue when there is volatility and it was gone. Mm-hmm. The second theme is um, that uh, with higher yields, you need to reprice assets. Mm-hmm. And so we, we saw a lot of that uh, going through in 2022. And mm. the final one is, of course, uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine mm. and the China COVID policy that right. created some unique uh, forces as well. Well, then, do you see those trends or themes, you know, continuing into this year? What is your investment outlook for this year? Sure. So, uh, fortunately, on the um, inflation side and mm. policy tightening, we are closer to an end mm. than uh, the start uh, of right. tightening. Uh, so, we are not done yet, as we can discuss later on uh, on central bank policy. Mm-hmm. But we, we think that asset prices uh, have already corrected um, the majority of it, although there are still room to correct mm-hmm. further, unfortunately. Okay. So today we are seeing a, a short-term bounce since the start of the year, mm-hmm. and that is driven by China, by uh, the warm weather in, uh, in Europe that is creating a, a bit of a buffer um, on uh, mm-hmm. inflation outlook. And um, so central banks are not um, could pivot a bit earlier than uh, anticipated. Mm. But having said that, our stance is that for this year, the economic backdrop should be uh, somehow weak. We, mm. we are uh, seeing the recession risk being mm. greater and greater, right. especially in the second half. So we remain cautious in our portfolio in terms of investment. Okay, okay. You talked briefly about the interest rates and how it's coming a little close to an end this year. I mean, monetary policy tightening has moved markets a lot in 2022, especially that from the U.S. Fed. And with the U.S. Fed looking set to be kind of slowing their pace of their rate hikes a bit, how do you expect markets to be impacted? Sure. As I said, that was a key driver in 2022. So given that we are closer to an end, Mm -hmm. uh, this should have a a lower impact, um, all things being equal. But having said that, uh, the Fed is not done. Uh, Mm. They are still, uh, we expect still some rate hike to come uh, in the in the coming meetings, mm-hmm. uh, maybe 50 basis points more. So that means that the terminal rate is closer to 5%. Mm-hmm. And uh, that will depend also on the inflation dynamics where we see service uh, sector 
still being on a, an upper trend in inflation compared to goods which are on downward trend. So inflation is still there, although mm. at a slower pace. And mm. that means that the Fed should be still expecting to, uh, to tighten in the short term. You know, despite the U.S. Fed policymakers, they've continuously warned that rates are here to stay. They're, you know, we're going to keep them higher for longer. But a lot of market participants, you know, they assume a halt or a pause very soon, especially within this year. But, you know, the U.S. Fed has, of course, you know, they have a tendency to surprise markets. So if the Fed decides to put bigger than expected rate hike in that January 31st and a Feb 1st meeting, how will that impact markets? Look, I think you made a good point, Hong Bin, on um, on the tendency to surprise markets. I think mm-hmm. it's more the markets who are not listening to the Fed official, mm-hmm. as you said. They did say that they they take inflation seriously, and they did say that they will continue to hide. But the, the market seems to listen only to the dovish side mm-hmm. of the Fed official, and so that's why they, they tend to be surprised. But to, to answer your question about uh, potential rate hike, I think the, it's not so much in uh, the first quarter of this year that we could see a, a surprise from the Fed if they hike more than what the market is expecting. I think it's more at the later part of the year where mm-hmm. market participants are already expecting the Fed to cut rates mm. by uh, the second or later in, uh, in the year. Mm. And uh, that is, to me, a surprise because uh, it would take time for inflation to come down. Right. So it's more uh, the Fed would be on hold, but mm. uh, unlikely to be cutting rates as what the market is pricing. So the market is as room to be disappointed mm-hmm. uh, because of uh, what they expect uh, later in the year, not so much in the first quarter. Okay. If, if let's say, the market participants are disappointed by what the Fed has decided on, how big of an impact would that hit markets? Given that the market is up um, 5 uh, and in some markets even 10% mm-hmm. uh, year to date, I think there is room for valuations to, mm-hmm. uh, to come down. Uh, by, um, I would say, the same amount. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, uh, it would not be a, a surprise if it's not so much the Fed. I think what we need to watch out now is also the, the job market mm-hmm. and how the job market reacts to the Fed tightening. And uh, if the job market starts to, uh, to, um, to be strong or continue to be as strong as it is, then Fed will have to perhaps tighten more. And that could be um, the, what the market will take as a uh, as a risk for later in the year. Okay, okay. And as you said earlier, we've seen a rebound in markets already. And we're only, what, two, three weeks into the new year. So one key theme that has been influencing markets this year, and I, I know you've already mentioned this, is China's reopening. So will we see this positive momentum continuing or have markets already fully priced in this optimism? So we're going to see some change there. I think there is more to come to that uh, story. To um, mm-hmm. uh, as I said in my um, at the beginning, we are cautious on um, our overall asset allocation, but we are positive on Asia mm-hmm. uh, benefiting from the the China reopening. So that's definitely a bright spot. Uh, there could be a decoupling in terms of economic growth, mm-hmm. where China and uh, some of the Asian um, region uh, countries would. Uh, benefit from uh, from that and uh, economic momentum should be uh, on the upside mm-hmm. while uh, in, in other regions we could see a, a downside in economic momentum so that should support earnings mm-hmm. that should support also a rebound on the uh, market sentiment towards this region mm-hmm. and uh, that should lift up uh, valuation uh, from a very low level so mm-hmm. we believe that there is still room 
for uh, some markets to benefit from the reopening. We are only at the start of it. Mm-hmm. And that could be a story to, to stay invested for uh, the, the first couple of quarters. This okay, year. okay. Even if you have an outlook, positive momentum, it's, it's never going to be a straight upward line, right? Of course. So do you expect volatility to continue into this year? Yes, look, um, when you are um, investors, you have to embrace volatility. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to think long term to stay diversified and to uh, stick to your uh, objectives, not panicking uh, Mm -hmm. for any market movement. So that's the advice that we give to our investors Mm. is uh, invest for the long term, um, stay uh, diversified and um, stick to your plan. Okay, then speaking of, you know, volatility, what key events should investors look out for that will affect the volatility of the markets this year? So, look, I would um, highlight um, two things. One is, as I said, uh, recession risk are mm-hmm. high, especially in the U.S. and Europe. Mm-hmm. And uh, watching out the, uh, the job market uh, will be quite uh, important because mm-hmm. that can influence either the, uh, the, the, um, the confirmation that we are going into a recession mm-hmm. or on the opposite side, if the job market stays uh, very strong, uh, the Fed can even be um, tightening further. And the second thing I would watch out uh, is um, would be on the commodity side Mm -hmm. to to see what would be the impact on uh, China reopening. Uh, Also, some of the geopolitical tensions uh, that we have seen in 2022 in Europe, Mm. how this could impact uh, commodity prices uh, going forward. So far, they have been on a downward trend, except some metals, which have been going up uh, due to China reopening. But we, Mm -hmm. we could see oil uh, moving higher. Uh, so that could uh, have uh, an impact also on uh, global economic growth. So definitely commodity and job market in the U.S. Uh, mm. would be uh, the key in the, in the short term. Okay, okay. And uh, very importantly, with this kind of macroeconomic backdrop full of uncertainty and volatility, how should investors allocate their assets? So for us, we, as I said, we, we start with a a diversified uh, pool of assets, Mm -hmm. a mix between equity and bonds and cash. Mm -hmm. And for now, we are uh, slightly underweight uh, on equity. So that doesn't mean that we are not exposed to equity. We still have some equity risk, but uh, less than uh, a benchmark, for example. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, within equity, we favor emerging market and Asia, as I said, uh, compared to uh, the other region. Mm -hmm. Within fixed income, uh, we we keep a bit of cash to um, navigate this volatility and cash as a positive yield now. So that's uh, something you can hold mm-hmm. as well as uh, looking at credit like high yield mm-hmm. where uh, you can be compensated by uh, a very uh, generous yield with mm-hmm. um, low level of default for now. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Toma, for joining us today. Thank you, Hongbin. Thank you. We've been speaking to Toma Pulawig, head of multi-asset solutions APAC and a portfolio manager in the multi-asset division at T. Rowe Price. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.